from the Innsmouth Book Club. Join me and my fellow guide, John Chadwick, as we take you on a fortnightly tour of Innsmouth. We visit places such as the Picture House, the Library and Innsmouth Museum to discuss all aspects of weird fiction, whether it be book, film, music, TV or art. As well as that, we stop over at the Gilman House to have a chat with a resident guest. That includes authors, artists, musicians, in fact, Lovecraftian creatives of all types. You can find our free shows on Patreon, and there you can also sign up as a patron, which brings you bonus content, plus a monthly PDF copy of Innsmouth News, which features articles, author spotlights, all the latest news and reviews, and more. You can find us at patreon.com forward slash Innsmouth BC. We hope to see you soon because remember, Innsmouth isn't just a place, it's a state of this mind. This episode is brought to you by California Tea House. California Tea House is a family owned tea store where you can find some of the world's best loose leaf tea and organic herbal tea blends. Like a fine wine, there is no comparison between fine loose leaf and common broken leaf tea bags. So, yeah, no, check them out. Check them out. They have quite a bit of pretty awesome tea collections. I'm a huge fan of their white teas. Uh, they have a tea club that you can join, but, you know, they've got green tea, black tea, white tea, oolong, that uh, robios and herbal tea. They've also got teaware. So check out California Tea House in the show notes. Hey everyone, it's me, DB. New sponsor on the show, Glary. Glary offers a great price and better quality goods and services for music lovers. Are you looking for good prices, free shipping, 100% quality guarantee? Glary's got you covered. Guitars, bass guitars, mandolins, They've got saxophones, trumpets, drums. They've got guitar cases, amplifiers, all the stuff that you need without having to break the bank. Inexpensive doesn't have to mean cheap. Check out the show notes to find more about Glary. 20 watt amplifiers for under $50. Hard cases for your electric guitar for under 80. Guitars themselves for under $90. Come on folks, check out the show notes. Get a glary. Hey everyone. It's me, TV. Just reminding you. We have t-shirts in the shop. Just go to pgttcm.com. Check out all of our cool t-shirts and stickers. Heck, we even got some shelf curtains in there. Keep clean. Look cool have cool stickers to put on stuff. Join us on Patreon and get a free sticker. Or don't. It's up to you. You're listening to KZOM, Olean Public Radio. Greetings, listeners. It is I, TV Spitzer and Farmer Days, here once again to talk to you about the Cthulhu Mythos. It's books, it's monsters, it's unfortunate human casualties, it's timeline in general, and even its tangential bits. Like the dreamlands, or things of a weird nature that are Lovecraftian leaning. 
Once more we head into those dark woods, further feeling those malevolent forces upon us. Once again we walk down the lightless stone staircase in the middle of nowhere. You're listening to KZOM. Hey everyone, it's me, DB, and right over here next to me, Farmer Dave. Haven't seen you for a while. I'm I'm finally feeling better. better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how 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 have things been going in the outside world? Um, crazy. Okay. All yeah, right. they they blew up the Georgia Guidestones. Oh wow! And, that is uh, crazy. They uh, they uh, assassinated the former ambat our prime minister of Japan. Oh wow! Okay. I think a couple. I think there was a couple countries that kind of fell. Uh, the president of Singapore has fled. Okay. Don't go away. Don't go away again. All these weird things happen when you get sick. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, okay. I'm back. I'm back. Uh, yeah, and I'm getting normal. Yeah. Today, today, I guess we're talking about some city without a name and some city that just isn't there anymore i mean i don't know if either city's there anymore but it's a little bit more complicated than that but first i am so bad glad that you're getting better because you know what's coming up in a week what's that Bat Squatch Festival. Oh yeah, I should get a soup yeah. rest for that or something. You should, or or like fake wings. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. So yeah, are are we gonna be at Bat Squatch, Dave? Oh um, of course we will be at Bat Squatch. Cool. Okay. Oops, you probably want to cut this part out because I forgot to tell you. Unless you want to cut it in. Oh sure. Rose City Comic Con got back to me. Okay. So we are scheduled, but not for the date, for um, Cthulhu Comics. Okay, cool, and cool. And the other two are, uh, they apparently they got so many people that they've, the, the other two are basically if somebody cancels. All right, we are on a backup list, everyone. Yes. You heard that. So, but okay. we are definitely going to be doing Rose City Comic Con uh, Cthulhu Comics. All right. Okay, cool. Well, that's uh, that's 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 uh, what we have right now for con connection, and so con connection. <laughs> Speaking of which, while you were gone, yeah, James Con died. Oh, okay. You a lot of stuff has happened in the last two weeks. Wow. Yeah. Um. All right. Well. Uh, okay. So. We've got this. Uh, we've got this continent of Mu. We're talking about. Is Moo. it a city? Is it a continent? Is it just a landmass? So it's an island. Okay. And so I have. To me, Mu has always kind of been, you know, sort of poor man's uh, Lemuria, uh-huh. which is sort of. Uh, poor man's Atlantis. Yeah. It was always, you know, sort of the third of the three sunken islands, fourth if you want to call count uh, Thule or Thule. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, now, I know a lot of people, not a, but maybe a handful of people, who really, really believed 
and Atlantis uh-huh. and Lemuria. Okay. But they had not heard of Mu. So I have a sort of an unusual sort of background first experiencing with Mu. Yeah. My grandfather, I want to say he was a believer in pseudoscience and the paranormal. Uh-huh. But he loved reading. He loved reading, rather. And I remember when I was probably 13, so my memory is going to be, we're going back a couple decades, my memory might be a little faulty here. Okay. But my grandfather would leave in the bathroom all of these parapsychology books or, you know, pseudoscience books that he would read when he was in the bathroom. Because uh-huh. this, of course, is, is pre uh you know, video phone or mm-hmm. free smartphone. Yeah. And I remember this one book. And I couldn't tell you the title, but I'm pretty sure it is one of the cha- uh, James Churchward or books. Uh-huh. So James Churchward was an explorer, I kind of guess, but definitely a parapsychologist. Uh-huh. And he claimed to have gotten access uh, in either India or Mexico. I, I don't know really, I haven't really followed it up like my grandfather did, obviously, uh, to these ancient uh, scriptures or ancient writings of the Muian people. I guess that's what you call them, the Muians. Sure. Um, and I remember reading, and there was a part that was this huge giant footnote and so it caught my eye when i was just thumbing through it and i'm it basically described that the muians had slaves and they would send the slaves out and by how powerful the slaves master was or uh they would depend on the color of their clothing and that they would send messages to each other by tying messages to dogs and they would have like dog messengers uh-huh now, again, this was decades ago that I read this, uh, and maybe I remembered it wrong. But so that was even as a you know a teenager or a pre-teenager, that just seemed whacked to me. Uh-huh. And, and, and it was one thing to say, oh yeah, you know, there was an island that sank, that uh, you know was. Um, you know, a, an island that sank. But uh-huh. when they were getting into things like, oh, and then then their slaves wore this color, that just seemed, that 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 just stopped being like possibility. That just seemed like, you know, Robert E. Howard writing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, especially since what I know of, of uh, what like archaeologically is known as Mu is uh, an island or what used to be an island that is a volcano eruption or a volcanic eruption. If I'm not mistaken, I don't know if you have that in your notes or anything, but it's like the uh, National Geographic. I remember a bunch as like uh, in my late childhood, early teens with a lot of like, uh, like uh, images of uh, people jumping over, 
Okay, so so that that is the Minoans. Oh, okay. okay. That's the Minoans, and what that probably is, uh, what you're probably thinking is Santeria. Okay. Which was an island in the Mediterranean that was destroyed by a uh, volcano. All right. Um, did you see the second uh, Laura Croft movie? I didn't see the first or the second. They're actually decent movies. I did not. see Joe versus the volcano, though. Uh, <laughs> well, I would say there's a scene where there's this huge, this sort of broken up island where they're having a wedding with all these people in it, and there's an earthquake. Uh huh. That's not, that's Santeria. Okay. All right. Uh, well, everyone out there who did see uh, Rune Hunter two, Room uh, Raider, Tomb Raider, Tomb Raider, yeah. Tomb Raider two, uh. Tomb Raider 2, too many tombs. Two, two, tomb, two. Yes, okay. But so that is, so more likely, and I've gotten into, I shouldn't say debates, but I've gotten into debates with people. Uh-huh. I, I honestly think that Atlantis was probably based on the Minoans after this island in the Mediterranean had this Volcano, it caused tidal waves. Sure, I buy that as opposed to this, this city, uh, that sank. Uh huh. Uh huh. we get kind of into some interesting things with both Atlantis, uh, Lemuria, and uh, Mook. Um, so Atlantis uh-huh. is going to popularize. First of all. I think it was Plato, or was it Plato or Aristotle that now I'm diverging to Sunken Islands, who wrote about it. And I've always seen this Plato. as... I think it was Plato. Yeah. Not Plato, Plato. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, if, if, if I'm to uh, remember my Indiana Jones video games properly, uh, they said it was Plato. Okay. And I've always thought that it was a morality tale. I don't sure. think it was ever meant to be taken seriously but you know you know uh there have been some very intelligent people that take it seriously oh yeah well uh if 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 we go back uh you know a couple thousand years before plato like a thousand years before plato we had places like doggerland that went underneath the waves and Mm. places on uh coastal india that used to be coastal india that went beneath the waves uh after after the 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 last ice age and that could be something that i don't know maybe is something that was carried on in oral history and has something to do with why so many people believe in sunken cities and stuff like that like how i misremembered uh manoa as mu uh other people could have misremembered things that they heard from some sort of oral tradition or mixed up one thing with another thing who knows but exactly and 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 you could even like have like have have like pliny the elder mess something up in a book that everyone's like fighting over and then just realize that it's like a mistranslation from uh some like from uh egyptian to coptic and uh, you know, just be like, oh, oh, we messed up bad. This is this is really bad. That wasn't this at all. 
you know. Anyway, just just an idea. Yeah. So the thing that really sort of popularizes our version of Atlantis uh-huh. in the United States is 1882. Aquaman. No, uh, <laughs> close. Uh, Nor Namor. Uh huh. Ignatius L. Donnelly. All right. Who was, among other things, he was a congressman or a senator. Senator, but he wrote this book, which was called Atlantis: The Antediluvian World, mm. and where he proposes these things, and he kind of admits that, hey, this is far out, and I'm just throwing out ideas here. Yeah. But he thought, you know, the Atlanteans had flying machines. And so we now see him sort of, he almost described the steampunk society. Uh-huh. And that's where we get sort of like the Disney version of Atlantis, where okay. it's a steampunky society. Sure, sure, uh, yeah. Then, but he, so he, he, he gets really rich writing books with no basis of fact. Uh-huh. Uh, then he writes this book basically saying that Shakespeare's writings are all bacon. Uh-huh. Uh, um, not that they're made of, you know, pork products, but, you know, that... A guy named Bacon wrote it. No evidence. And so he's just slammed on this. Oh, sure. And then we have Lemuria. Uh, Lemuria. Lemuria, excuse me. Uh-huh. Do you know where that name comes from? You told me this before. The name comes from lemurs. Lemurs, exactly. And I'm sure I'm, I'm repeating myself. But so early, early Darwinian evolutionists run into this problem. So they think, well, wait, there's lemurs in Madagascar and there's lemurs in India. We don't think they could have gotten this far and they predate human beings. Mm -hmm. How did they do that? What they could not have known 190 years ago is that lemurs in Madagascar, besides wearing little crowns and running around the zoo, Uh sorry, um, are not genetically related to the lemurs in India. They just look alike. Oh, interesting. So they came up with this idea of that there must have been a land bridge between the two. Uh-huh. And that that's what and they named it after the lemurs, Lemuria, uh-huh. and that they could get this far, and then they get far. far. Uh, you know, then they could get into India or Madagascar or vice versa. Uh-huh. Then my good friend and yours, Madame Bovlowski, uh-huh. really sort of took this down. And you know, they said, well, the island's not there anymore. It must have sank. Yeah. And, and, and there was no evidence of that. But at least they were trying to think scientifically to come up with an idea. Uh-huh. And, it, and, and so like many sort of, you know, scientific ideas, it became, it became really, it spread like wildfire. Sure. So Madame Blavosky said, well, this is where the Lemurians were and they were giant reptilians and, or, and they were uh, like the third or fourth race of mankind. Sure, sure, yeah. Now what we do know is Lovecraft read all of this. And he, of course, uses uh, Atlantis, but he also uses Mu. Yeah. Uh, and a couple of stories, if not really, he doesn't. Um, he he brings them up. 
Uh, he brings it up, and I was gonna uh, say, didn't Gath and Athoa sink Mu? <laughs> uh, I think that it did, because it comes. He talks about it in Out of the Eons, uh-huh. but he also talks about it in um, I thought one other story. Uh, and he actually uh, he references uh, Churchward's books uh-huh. in there. Okay. So he does he does bring them bring them up. All right. Very cool. Yeah, no, I, I have a feeling that uh a lot of the guys that we reference on this show read those books and definitely read Bobolotsky. Oh de- definitely. We have a we have I I think it was a letter of uh of Lovecraft writing to I think Robert E. Howard uh-huh. where he says this is great source of material. It's ridiculous. Of course, I don't believe it. Sure. But it's great, great source material. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. Um, sorry, I had to drink some water there. Yeah, it's, oh. It sounds like you're sinking under the water. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, Clark Ashton Smith, uh, Howard, Lovecraft, of course. And uh, yeah, a slew of others have have used Moo or some sort of Atlantean kind of sunken city. Um, even Lovecraft has, besides Moo, his his sunken city of Ralier. Uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have to say that Moo and Atlantis and anything related to that. Uh, has definitely been uh, picked up and ran with with the pulps and science fiction and fantasy and just has always been kind of cool unless it's like, I don't know, underwater Nazis or something like that. And then I say, kick them in their gills. (laughs) And and the thing that that Riley has in common with Mo... Uh As opposed to Atlantis, they're both in the Pacific Ocean. Aha. Gotcha. I hadn't even thought about that. <laughs> so so I I really I'm and I, I'm not sure if we really have much there were several different archaeology, anthropological, there was a German expedition into these Pacific Islands that were well published. And so there was quite a bit of stuff, both relatively scientific and the pseudoscience, sure. that Lovecraft had to inspire him, uh, when, especially when we think of, uh, you know, Cthulhu, Riley. Uh, but think of how many things he has coming out of the ocean. Mm-hmm. Even before Call Cthulhu, Dagon, you know, the island rises up. Yeah. Um, or um, the one of the German submarine. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, the temple. The temple, yes. It, it, it's this Atlantis-like city found sure. under the yeah. ocean. Um, so, yeah, Lovecraft was definitely, I think, influenced by, obviously... Blavatsky, but Churchward, I would be really surprised if he did not 
know of or aware of Donnelly because the you know Atlantis, uh, an antediluvian world, was a huge oh yeah no bestseller. I was I was gonna say there was a ton of that stuff. Like how 1895 was popular for the year yellow. Uh, there was a period of time in Lovecraft and Howard and Carter's life where Atlantean and sunken cities was like the next big thing after Egyptology. <laughs> like after, you know, it's like Egypt, Egyptology and archaeology really kind of spurred this like, whoa, if there's ancient cities here in the middle of nowhere and you know we're finding stuff here and we're finding like fossils over here for like the last 20 years it's like what else is where else you know it's like we've got these like stories about like underwater cities what if there really was an atlantis do we have any proof what do these stones say you know it's 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 i don't know it's uh, a very popular pulp thing theme science fiction and fantasy theme as as i've said before and it just kind of like weaves its way from like oral tradition and like has kind of like a horror element to it because the fact that it's like this sunken city who knows what's here who knows what kind of machinations or uh biological entities exist within atlantis like if you're doing a game, you could have Shoggoths in Atlantis. They're the things that made everything move for the Atlanteans, you know? They didn't get the story of the uh, Elder Things. Or hell, uh, maybe Atlantis was an Elder Thing colony that went into disrepair. And then, I don't know, maybe some Picts found it or some other uh, group that Howard or uh, Carter would write about and uh, got it up and moving and then it sank and some of the ancestors went to France and there you have the Envers region. <laughs> and, and yeah, no, who, you know, yeah, they're, they're said to have come from, from the ocean. Yeah. But also, you know, um, before his attempt on uh, Conan, uh-huh. Uh, Robert E. Howard wrote Cole. Yes. Who was the king of Atlantis. Yeah. And so in his cycle, you have Atlantis, then you have uh, Hyborian, and then you have the modern age. Yeah. But maybe there's a, a new civilization that predates Atlantis uh, in your uh, horror stories or your horror-related gaming. Oh, sure, sure. Or writing even for that matter. Because as much as I want to encourage gaming, uh, whatever you want to play, I also want to encourage people to like pick up these ideas and write them. You know, you can always give us credit or a buck or two. <laughs> so you know what you call an island full of cows that sinks below the Pacific? Moo. Oh, I, I heard Ralph trying to answer, but unfortunately yes, it's Ralph. hard to say moo when you're a rooster. Yes, it is. Yeah, no, and uh, as as uh, as 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 uh, you find with Moo, we uh, we're sinking into the next segment shortly after this, after these ads. Anything you wanted to add to uh, us talking about Moo before we slip off? No, I think I think we pretty much covered 
cover the the alpha and omega of moo all right sounds good sounds good this episode is brought to you by donner check out the show notes to find a good deal at donner like the sound of this this is the donner island delay and the really cool donner lp that i've shown off on like instagram check it out Uh, they've got some really good summer deals and check out their snap deals as well use the link in the show notes to help support the show get yourself some cool musical instruments maybe some patch chords cool Spine tingling, nerve shattering podcast featuring all your favorite monsters. You won't believe your ears when you listen to Monster Kid Radio. Here, your host, Derek M. Cook, and his ever rotating stable of guests discuss your favorite classics and sometimes not so classic monster movies. Subscribe to Monster Kid Radio through iTunes or Stitcher, or visit monsterkidradio.net before the next weekly episode of Monster Kid Radio. Go through the archives for interviews with Sarah Karloff, Victoria Price, and Joel Hodson. Listen to discussions about movies like Creature from the Black Lagoon, Island of Terror, and King Kong. And don't forget convention coverage from Monster Bash and the HP Lovecraft Film Festival. Classic Monsters, Modern Talk, and the head of Rondo Hatton, only on Monster Kid Radio. Thank you once again for listening to People's Guide to the Cthulhu Mythos. You can help show your support by going to the show notes and following any of the links that'll tell you how to support the show and how to support our guests. And thank you to all of our guests who you can find in the show notes. Rate, review, subscribe. And remember, patrons get priority access to asking us questions, suggesting topics, even, I don't know... Uh, submitting stuff. Actually, you don't have to be a patron to submit anything. That's how Dave got on the show, and that's how you can get on the show, too. It's the People's Guide to the Cthulhu Mythos. Rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends. Thank you for listening. Back to the show. Hey, everyone. It's me, DB. Uh, I've I've been down and out because of sickness. So, oh man, as soon as my sense of, of, of taste came back, I was happy to find a big jar of cold brew Copper Cow Coffee vanilla flavor in my refrigerator, ready to go. And I'll tell you what, that stuff will get you up and moving. And it's not as rough on my system as regular coffee i i can't drink regular coffee a lot of time just because it's really rough on my system but copper cow pour over copper cow uh cold brew copper cow espresso all really fun and it's 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 not like it's you know different things it's just you just buy the bag and use it differently however you'd like you can even use it like a tea bag if you wanted anyway copper cow coffee check the show notes how to uh, find out how to become a member of their subscription service and how to uh, just, I don't know, find out more of it. You get a subscription, we get money. Anyway, thank you so much. And everybody's happy. Yeah. All right, everyone. We are back. It's D&D on D&D with D&D. I, of course, am one of those Ds. I am DB and this other D. Ah, uh, that's Dave. Dave, we 
are talking about another. Whoa. Hey. Yeah. Ralph is excited. Ralph. Ralph loves discussing the nameless city. Yeah, Why I was going to say. warning us not to discuss it? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I was going to say, we're, we're, we're now talking about another uh, missing place, and that is the nameless city. Uh like like you've said before, the nameless city has a, a nameless protagonist. I've always assumed it was Abdul Al Hazred, uh, or a time traveling Randolph Carter. <laughs> and that's one of the beauties, you know. We don't know exactly when it's set. Sure. Yeah. Uh, what we do know about it, uh, it's one of his earlier pieces. Uh, which was written 1921, uh-huh, or uh-huh. maybe a little earlier, but we think around January. Cool. Um, he's actually he's going to actually be rather happy with this story. Yeah. Which Lovecraft was this perfectionist. He didn't like yeah. a lot of his own writing, uh, and it was published in an amateur press called The Wolverine. Okay. Which, for the record never published a Marvel Comics character story. Okay, good to know, good to know. In case you you were wondering. Um, (laughs) I would make a joke, ironically, they did publish a comic book, but it was about a Captain uh, United States. (laughs) Yes, yes. It's a terrible joke. Anyway, so we're, we're, we're talking Nameless City. And, yeah, and so, again, we talked a little bit about, and it's kind of ironic, so so we talked about Mu and other places that sort of sank. Sure. This city sank in the ocean of sand. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and if you're going to do a game on, on this, um, I, I think play up that this is this ocean of sand. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would put it maybe in some sort of like, uh, you know, have it like take place in a massive desert, but maybe you have like a canyon in the desert and there's this city down below that's like, it's not sinking, but sand occasionally blows down into this canyon and is slowly filling it up with sand. Or you could have literally a city that is just, sinking into the desert slowly being just covered up by by time which actually did happen oh sure whether by war or famine or whatever the cities were abandoned or they destroyed by winds but we find or or other cities in the desert that were covered up by sand yeah yeah yeah, definitely, definitely. I know that's that's a a, a thing in archaeology. Not to mention pulp uh, tales, comic books, cartoons. <laughs> yeah, it, I, I feel like it's a, a a fairly regular mainstay. And then what you tend to find in something like that is some sort of uh, uh, technology that shouldn't exist or mummies, or some sort of example of civilization that isn't civilization that we know about. Whether that be like fish people in big, big tanks, or, 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 or mummified uh, Lemurians. I don't know. Or, or, 
or the history of the world written thousands of years ago in your handwriting? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wasn't necessarily going for that. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that's it. It could be a very kind of uh, shadow out of time kind of moment for you there. Yeah. Uh, for sure in your, your, your RPG, whether it be Dungeons or Dragons. Hold on one second. Whether it be Dungeons or Dragons, Call of Cthulhu, Shadowrun, Cyberpunk, um, GURPS, you know, your multitude of GURPS. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I definitely set where, you know, where um, Irene, which is a city that's definitely, I think, the nameless city was based on. Yeah. You know, where a dimension opened up to it. Uh, during World War II, during the African campaign. Uh -huh. um, and I think also interesting, and you had mentioned it, and I, it, it actually got some things ringing in my head, so I, I brought up some some notes that I'd had from old, and mm -hmm. uh, well as, um, you know, just double-check some things in, in the text there. And, and there are reptilian monsters, but they're not really... Robert E. Howard Lizardman creatures. Yeah, I, my, my thought is they could have been possibly uh, the descendants or relatives to the lizard people who lived in um, Sarnath or uh, from the doom that came to Sarnath, like the uh, uh, amphibious reptilian people. Uh, that occupied that space before humans were like, get out of here. Yes. Yes, definitely. And the other thing I definitely, I, you know, and, and I haven't read every single, uh, you know, Chaosium Call of Cthulhu module, but I haven't seen anyone write up these creatures oh yeah yeah they're kind of got like seal bodies and with lizard heads and yeah no yeah i don't i don't know i don't know i think uh i'm trying to think of uh anyone i'm thinking about like dreamlands or uh monstrous manuals uh of various names or bestiaries, or whatever you want to call a, uh, a source book for a Cthuloid style uh, RPG. Yeah, it's not something that shows up, or if it does show up, it's drawn differently for some reason. Yeah, so so I think this is, if you're doing, especially a desert-centered, this is, you know, this is perfect for creating a creature that just hasn't your players have never seen and they probably vaguely remember that there were like serpents of somehow uh-huh but you know at the end after you, oh man where'd you come up with this great creature you know you can break out you know copy of the nameless city and say see <laughs> but yeah i don't think that there really is any yeah yeah uh but also i i don't think i've really seen any like um uh, I, I'm going to say directly like uh, Children of Yig. Like, I, I, I'm sure the name Children of Yig is something, but like the human hybrid uh, 
that is that is like uh, as a result of of Yig interfering with pioneers in Oklahoma. Uh, yeah, yeah, or, you have, or, yeah. You have this person who's just in a basement of a jail, and just is like kind of like half snake or mostly snake. That's just been there for like sixty something years. <laughs> anyway, exactly. Or you know, another creatures from the game. And this one has been studied in several places. I'm not sure about the most current version, uh -huh. but um, these the human uh, monster head. You know. Egyptian creatures that we see at the end of Imprisoned with the Pharaoh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that would, especially, you know, you're going to this nameless city, so you're players, and we all do our best. Mm -hmm. We all do our best not to put character knowledge on our players. Sure. And I'm, I'm doing this uh, online uh, by post roll up. Uh, Call Cthulhu game. Yeah. And it came across where, you know, uh, one of the NPCs was identified by a Cthulhu mythos check as a ghoul. Okay. And, you know, and, and I brought this whole thing, you know, when we talked about what, when we talked about ghouls, you know, where the ghoul started out as a spiritual, you know, creature from the Djinn. And, and you know, and and the keeper, you know, you know that's very interesting, David. But but don't be using, you know, out of character knowledge. You know, I say, hey, no, I'm just talking about this out of call. I mean, he said, fine, you know, it's out of character and everything. But I could have easily got trapped with that. Yeah. In fact, I did, and this is from a pretty famous uh, Chaosium supplement. Okay. Uh, where um, I thought it was a werewolf. Okay. I really was. I thought that the I thought that you know, and and I think it's written that way. That the the keeper did a great job of setting it up and connecting it to the werewolves, but turned out no, it's a ghoul. Okay. Huh. And, and you know, my character has spent and 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 you know, a lot of energy and stuff trying to get silver weapons, and it turned out it ain't gonna do us one bit of good. Yeah. So you know, definitely, if you think that people are gonna see the 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 Robert E. Howard Lizardmen creatures, well, hit them with these instead. Yeah, I like that. I like that. You use, even if they're not using consciously their the knowledge, mm -hmm. you know, play with your player's subconscious a little bit. Hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah, no, uh, it, it could be, it could have been a multitude of things. Uh, it, uh, something I thought of at one point in time is maybe the reason they're there and the reason it, they're in this, like, isolated, weird place is there's some sort of contaminant on those bodies and they're, like, mutated for some reason. And then... That's excellent. I mean, like, for, like, a Delta Green campaign, you have a bunch of archaeologists in... Uh, let's say modern day I Iran, and uh, that 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 keeps showing up with like mutated limbs or their legs are fusing together in some weird way, trying to make them uh, 
uh, suitable for an aquatic environment, even though this is a whole area is desert now. Yeah, that's excellent. Or you know, you know, do um, make them kind of like like sand sharks, Ooh. not like the real sand sharks, but sharks that travel through you know the sand and they bore through and then grab people from beneath. You mean a dole? <laughs> Maybe I do. Or I was thinking, uh, I don't know. What if you were to create some sort of like, and this is this is kind of dumb. But it's it's right up there with uh, land sharks. What if you created a sand one, a a, a, a desert dwelling deep ones that have like they're so totally you know it's like uh, a a group of deep ones decided you know what we're gonna worship Nara Lethotep and walk on dry land. <laughs> and, and and their brother got so upset with them that they paid a bunch of of human mercenaries thousands of years ago to destroy their city so badly that they wouldn't even remember the name. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot you could do with that. Uh, what else? I don't know. Uh, desert cities in general, uh, sunken desert cities, are cool ideas to have for your D&D &D game, and you don't have to go with uh, aberrations to occupy it i mean it sounds like a perfect excuse to use undead considering mm -hmm. there's like mummified lizard seal things in there it could be any kind of other mummified hybrid creature um i don't know you know it's 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 it's, it's sky's the limit even though you're underground but, you know, you, you could do a lot of things. It could be a temple. It could be a city. It could be an old trading post. It could have been a lot of different things. Um, you know, uh, maybe if you go further deep in, you find a temple to Sathagwa, and you're chased out by a black inky thing. I mean, that's that's one of my favorite things to go with. Oh, absolutely. And, and you think of it, Let's say you just want to make something new. Sure. Maybe maybe it's a and d game. You want to put it, you know, it may be the same sort of idea. Mm -hmm. Characters go underground. They risk their life. They fight things. They get treasure. Sure. Well, well stir it up a little bit. Yeah. You know, instead of a dwarven mine or just the dungeon, make 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 your dungeon a, a lost city. Yeah. And it yeah. doesn't have to be that much of a changes. And it you doesn't. Know, just... oh, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No, no, exactly. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't have to be sand. It could be snow. It could be uh, water that, like, a reef, uh, reef has grown into and around because it's so ancient. It could be. Frozen uh, lava, dried lava. Yeah. 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 It could be under lava. It could be under a permanently frozen lake. Let's combine two ideas. Uh, it, it, it could be on a, uh, and this is more for fantasy, it could be on a floating rock. It could be on top of a cloud, you know, some sort of like sorcerer's stronghold. Uh, it, it, you know, it's, it's just a lost city. Uh, or, or, you know, uh, like Pompeii, it's covered with ash. Yeah, or uh, you had another city built on top of it. Um, you know, it's it's like an undiscovered city underneath 
another city. Like you could have a city like Seattle where they built one city on top of another city. And cool. but what if you have a city beneath that, like the original original city that like people came in, killed whoever was there, and then built a city on top of that. That place gets wrecked, and then a city's built on top of that. While you're exploring the Undercity, you find this secret, secret old city that you're not supposed to know about. Because otherwise, your founding fathers look like total jerks. And, and, and maybe not the secret city, but we see that in archaeology. Oh, yeah. There's, what, eight or nine cities built on what we call Troy? Oh yeah, because it was yeah. such a perfect trading place. Sure, uh, so... Mexico City uh, has a temple that is uh, looks 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 like a Russian nesting doll, and and then on top of it is a Catholic church that's like super super old, and then you walk right next to it, and you can go to the place where you walk down multiple layers and look at skulls and look at. Uh, uh, tools and all kinds of sculptures of skeletons and <laughs> skull walls oh yeah Ra Ra ralph is ralph is concerned about you discussing the secrets of the skeleton cities oh yeah no it was enough that it like made my uh feedback kick in and be like hey do you want me to stop recording right now and i'm like no okay ralph cool. is trying to stop you record but yeah we anyway, will not be stopped by Ralph. But yeah, no, you 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 could have, and uh, that makes me think of rats in the walls, uh, where you, you know, you see all the layers of history. The further you go down inside of the family underground, you could do something like that uh, with with like this 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 temple, this city. It could be like the very underneath. Uh, or, or it could be like the temple in the temple, where it's actually like way the heck underground, and you could have a whole campaign uh, about, or you know, a, a campaign about uh, have a mod about getting out there uh, and then like getting back, uh, but you know, trying to get out there and everything like that, because that would be an adventure in, in itself, depending on what era and depending on how deep it is, like. You yeah. put that stuff in like a deep trench. I'm not saying the Marinera trench, but uh, the Marianas trench. Marianas trench. Thank you, Dave. Uh, but yes, yes. Uh, you know, uh, don't put Marinera it. Marinera trench. That's what I put on my giant thing of spaghetti. <laughs> yeah, is put it in the Marinera trench, not in the Marianas trench. And uh, you know, be like, wait a minute, we found this while we were taking photos with whatever brand new technology. You know that 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 would be a cool cool mission, and like oh, we'll use whatever technology we have to get down there and check it out, and then have the temple happen all over the all over again. Yeah, and I I like the idea of what you're kind of alluding to. Uh huh. It doesn't have to be the you know it doesn't have to be a desert. It doesn't mm -hmm. even have to be a forest. It could be a city, because I mean things change. Oh yeah. Over time. But the reason why we put cities is the same that we've always did. Access to food, access to water, yep, yep. access to trade. Mm -hmm. um, so it makes sense. I mean, they say that, and I don't know if this is true, but I've heard it said that before Columbus, there was smog in the L.A. basin because there were so many Native Americans 
with fires. Huh. You know, I don't know if that's true, but you know, it makes sense. You're gonna be drawn to these temperate areas. Yeah. If there's farming, it's gonna be a place that is farmable. So it makes sense that we would build a major city on where an ancient people would build it. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, no, and um that's that's been kind of a thing for a very long time that there have been play. I mean, we don't have to tell people this. People have, have, have seen hopefully any number of things, whether fictional or historical of stuff built on top of stuff. And I think that is pretty cool uh, when it comes to like Dungeons and Dragons, uh, Shadow Run, GURPS, you name it. Uh, <laughs> Call of Cthulhu. Call of Cthulhu, Gumshoe, whatever. It's 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 a cool, very kind of cinematic idea, um, of like being able to like look up and see the layers of history or descend into the blackness on a rope, and as you're going down, you see like all the various uh, uh, parts of the building on top of each other that you know represent uh, time and history, or you know um, the cinematic moment of your submarine coming into a water-filled area that's large enough for a submarine to park in a submerged city that looked like it was maybe for submergible vehicles because it lifts up into an airlock. What? <laughs> uh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's all kinds of cool stuff that you can do with a sunken city. So, Dave, we're getting pretty close to 6 o'clock here, and you've got a hard out... Anything you want to recommend you've been watching or doing these days? No, well, I, I, I've tried to talk. This. Um, there's a lot of good TV shows coming out here at this time in the summer. Uh, a lot of good things are hitting uh, streaming. So uh, maybe we'll uh, try to get maybe a special on next week or so about uh, stuff we're watching, especially if you got a chance to. I know I when I was sick, I got a chance to catch up when not really catch up, but watch shows. So, yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, well, maybe say that for another episode. All right. Sounds good. I just finished up with The Boys Season 3, like everyone else. Uh, Indiana, not Indiana Jones, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and a couple other things. But, yeah, just, just what everyone else has finished up watching this season. I still need to catch up with Moon Knight and Miss Marvel. But, anyway, uh, we'll talk about that some other Moon time. Moon Knight will give you a lot of good Egyptian anthropology ideas for Good to know. Good to know. Well, everyone, I think that's it, unless there's anything else you want to chat about there, Dave. Um... I'm I am I think I am good and I hope that everybody also you know if you're going to be in Oleander it's Bat Squatch Festival coming Whoa, up oh ho, ho, super excited uh and uh let's see all right everyone thank you so much check us out on Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and social media in general and pgttcm.com is the nexus point of everything we do and we will talk to you next time when we're talking about something spooky and out of this world. We'll see you next time. Have a good one, everyone, and bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. It's me, DB. Uh, I've, I've been down and out because of sickness. So, oh, man. As soon as my sense of, of, of taste came back, I was happy to find a big jar of cold brew.
Where is he? He's in the salon. 